got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. It's real talk. Hello, hello. Uh, it is 6 o'clock straight up on this Monday evening. Audio problem fixed. Chip Washington, your humble host here for the Monday edition of Real Talk Memphis. Uh, very happy to be here. Very happy to have you here as well. Uh, feeling, uh, hearing a little feedback coming. Is it my phone? Okay. Sorry about that. See, I'm getting off to a raggedy start here. But anyway, uh, it's good to have you with us. It's good to be here on a beautiful Monday evening in the big city. Uh, man, it's nice outside. I tell you, but the folks out there with the children and people skateboarding, it's just weather-wise, it's really, really nice. And again, uh, it's good to have you all with us uh, this evening. We hope to have a, a good show for you, or at least we hope we think uh, you will uh, like uh, our uh, guest this evening. Before we get too far into this, you know, uh, a lot of people ask, you know, Chip, we have a question for you. And I say, what's the question? They say, how do we get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? Well, I'm going to tell you how to do that. You can do that any number of ways. We're live right now on 91.7 on your FM dial. That will be WYXR. You can also catch us on the YXR app. You can catch us on the TuneIn app. We are on Facebook Live right now. And uh, once the show is posted tomorrow afternoon, uh, you will be able to catch us on uh, YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So now that we've cleared all that up, we can move ahead with the business at hand. Uh, in terms of my guest tonight, I think we have a pretty good slate of uh, folks uh, uh, that will be joining me this evening. Uh, Vita Adamu. Uh, she is the managing uh, director uh, at the uh, National Civil Rights Museum uh, and uh, over community engagement. And they are hosting a very, very special conversation. Uh, which happens this uh, Thursday evening. It's called The Reckoning. Uh, it is a national conversation on police accountability and moving forward. Um, they're going to have some very, very special guests. Uh, of course, uh, the parents of Tyree Nichols uh, will be uh, involved, as will Attorney Benjamin Crump, uh, some law enforcement officials as well. And uh, Joy Reid, who uh, is an MSNBC staple, will actually moderate this evening. Vita's going to talk to us a little bit about all that in just a few minutes. Uh, a little bit later on, we will be speaking with our good friend, the Otis Sanford, commentator. Uh, he's a professor. He's an author. Uh, and uh, he just does so much. And whenever we need to talk about what is happening in our city, uh, that is the man that undoubtedly uh, always tells the truth. And we're very happy to ha have him back on the broadcast tonight. And he's also got a little bit of an announcement about his, his future plans. So we look forward to that. 
and someone that I, I, I don't ever remember actually actually uh, doing interviews or many interviews in her career. You all know her, Stephanie Skurlock, uh, the uh, primetime anchor over at WREG News Channel 3, 5, 6, and 10. She will join us uh, when she gets off the air in the second half hour, and we'll talk about her, her career and uh, kind of where news has come from, uh, from back when to today. So I look forward to having that conversation with her uh, as well. So a good show on tap tonight. So as we do every time, uh, this each and every time, right around this time of the broadcast, you know, we just take our time to celebrate you. Why? Because it's important that you're here. Uh, and it's important that you get the best shout out in the country. So that's what we do here. But we can't shout you out and celebrate you until I say, hit it, Bryn. Happy birthday! Yes, 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 yes. Happy birthdays. Going out on this day to Easter Mitchell Patrick. Stacey Williams celebrating a birthday today. As is Karen Vogel saying. I know Karen. She's been on this show a couple of times. Happy birthday, Karen. Carla Oliver Harris celebrating today, as is Herman Bird. Rashir Macklin celebrating a birthday today. Thomas Ores and Lee Cadwaller Harris. All these fine folks celebrating a birthday today. And if so, if you celebrated one over the weekend, yesterday, today, maybe this week, uh, we salute you. We say happy birthday. And we hope that this day is filled with love and laughter. And we look to be here next year to celebrate your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Brent. So we lead off uh, our news and notes uh, with a very tragic story uh, out of uh, Nashville. I'm sure you all heard about the shooting that happened there uh, at a uh, local uh, uh, Presbyterian uh, elementary school. Six people were killed, three children, three adults. Uh, the children, two of them were nine, and one of them was eight, just about to be nine. Uh, the three uh, grown folks who were killed uh, were all in their 60s, uh, and they were all staff members at uh, this school. Uh, it's a private uh, Christian school called Covenant School up there. Uh, the shooter was a female, transgender female from what we understand, 28 years of age, uh, and uh, she, was, she was killed on the scene. According to police officials, this was a targeted attack. Uh, they're still obviously investigating and putting everything together. There was a manifesto that this individual left. And uh, according to the police chief, this was a targeted attack. So, you know, our hearts and prayers go out to, you know, all those folks who were affected. And we were talking right here before the show. You know, you wake up in the morning and, and you know, it's, it's the start of a new week and you hope that it's going to be a nice, nice week and things uh, and then tragedy hits. And, uh, of course, our condolences and prayers out to the families uh, of all of those uh, who were killed uh, and, of course, uh, all of those that attend the school and just Nashville, period. We, we're praying for you down here. Uh, that, that was a tough, tough, tough way uh, to begin a, a week. Also, uh, of course, uh, we had big storms move through here Friday night. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, as they moved eastward uh, in a kind of south uh, into Mississippi, uh, they took the brunt of about 10 tornadoes that moved through there. 26 people dead in Mississippi, uh, Rolling Fork and Silver City, two of the hardest uh, towns uh, that were hit. They were in the Mississippi Delta region. And again, tremendous heartbreak. Uh, you know, Mississippi for me is like an adopted home. Uh, I spent a lot of years working there. I know a lot of people, 
you know, in the Jackson area and, and, and other areas uh, from broadcasting and other things. And so, again, our deepest uh, condolences and heartfelt prayers uh, to all of those that are affected, not only the uh, folks who lost their lives, but their family members and all of those uh, in those towns who were affected and who lost everything. And if you've seen some of the interviews, heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking, heart-wrenching interviews uh, with folks uh, who don't know what to do next, who don't know where to go next. I know when I was in broadcast news, um, I did the many stories uh, after tornadoes, and it's just, it's it's just it almost leaves you in awe as to the damage that Mother Nature can create uh, in situations like this. So again, uh, another uh, sad uh, situation uh, that will be that way for a long time. Uh, they are going to get uh, as much help and support as they need from uh, neighboring communities and from the government as well, but it's going to take a very long time, a very long time for them to recover after the damage. Apparently, it was an EF3 to an EF4 tornado with winds close to 200 miles an hour that just roared through there and just leveled everything. So once again, uh, our heartfelt prayers uh, to those uh, all those folks who were affected. Uh, the uh, district attorney, Steve Morroy, made a uh, big decision today. Uh, we all remember what happened last September uh, when our city was shut down uh, by uh, a man uh, who decided he could care less about life and he decided to go on a shooting rampage throughout this city. That happened last September. He killed three people, he injured three more. Well, uh, District Attorney Mulroy says because of the uh, aggravated factors involved in this shooting, he will seek the death penalty. Now, as a, as, as a reference, he does not uh, necessarily uh, like uh, the death penalty. And if he was a, an elected official, he said today he would, not, uh, he would not vote for it. But this case and the extenuating circumstances of it uh, led to his decision, uh, Ezekiel Kelly, uh, is the man, in case you forgot who he was, uh, that went on this rampage. He's facing at least uh, 28 to 30 charges. Uh, but again, uh, D.A. Mulroy said uh, that he um, is going to seek uh, the death penalty. Uh, there was a uh, quick, uh, there was, an op there was a uh, kind of a, uh, meet the candidates session today, uh, over the weekend rather, Saturday, uh, here in the city. Uh, over at Lemoyne Owen College, you know, we have a big mayor's race coming in, in October, uh, and it uh, gave folks a chance to question the candidates about uh, various issues and concerns. And one thing very clearly came out of this, uh, the violence that we are seeing, public safety is the number one issue uh, of, of people uh, in terms of who they're going to select uh, as their next mayor uh, come the next few months. We have 12 candidates right now. We're sure that will be whittled down. Uh, you know, to a reasonable number. Uh, so they're starting this process and moving forward. I think uh, uh, James Harvey showed up uh, on Saturday as J.W. Gibson, Van Turner, and uh, Paul Young. They all showed up. The rest of the candidates did not. But uh, they'll probably have a lot more of these sessions uh, for you to get to know and ask questions of uh, these folks uh, that want to uh, run the city for the next four years. And I'm looking here to see if there's anything else I want to say. I do want to um, um, pay tribute to uh, a longtime radio personality here, 
uh, died over the weekend. Her name was Melody Meadows. And Melody was a radio personality here in town for many years. I uh, was told that she died uh, over the weekend uh, of cancer. Uh, and, and again, uh, you know, we pray for her family. I know she's got daughters, and uh, she was just a really lovely person. So uh, God bless uh, Melody, uh, and may her memory always be a blessing. Uh, we're going to stop there, and we're going to take our first commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to begin the show, and we're going to be talking with somebody about a very important conversation that you need to know about. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by the Orpheum Theater Group, presenting StoryFest April 13th and 14th at the Halloran Center. This two-day festival showcases the voices of Memphians. An intergenerational group of participants from across the city have collaborated with the Orpheum to share their stories in their own words. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center Music and Theater Series presenting Van Duren on Saturday, April the 1st. Memphis-owned rock and pop singer-songwriter-musician Van Duren takes a look back at his long musical career with a retrospective show. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. This is Clark Burt Keys with Crosstown Brewing Company. WYXR is supported by Crosstown Brewing Company's CBC Classic Golf Tournament on Saturday, April 1st at the Links at Galloway. A portion of the proceeds will benefit WYXR. More information available at crosstownbeer.com. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center 2022-2023 season, which continues in downtown Memphis. Experience live entertainment with music, magic, and more, including the return of Orchestra Unplugged and the Songwriter Series events. More information and the full lineup at orpheum-memphis.com slash onstage. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. And, I, and I'm looking at the Facebook uh, Live line here, and there's quite a few of you on there. Thank you uh, for checking us out this evening. And one of them is, a, is an old colleague of mine. He's Dr. Uh, Jamel Major. And he says, greetings from beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. You go, boy. <laughs> and I think he's uh, enjoying uh, the being there on the uh, East Coast out there. So many of you on tonight, uh, Ken Griffin and um, Jet Lucas, Michael Harris, my brother Mike Washington from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, uh, Jay Worth is on here this evening as well. Appreciate you. Jackie 
Woods Webb is watching. So many folks out there. Really appreciate you, Robert Lee, blah, blah, blah. Listen, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate you. And I really appreciate our first guest tonight because, uh, you know, this is something uh, that I think a lot of us are struggling with the aftermath of uh, Tyree Nichols in particular here in what happened to him. And it is brought forth a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions that people have, so much so that the National Civil Rights Museum uh, has uh, decided to host a series of uh, national conversations uh, on police accountability, community building. Uh, this is going to be a three-part series. The first one is called The Reckoning, and it starts this Thursday evening. And I'm very pleased to have with us uh, Vita Ajamu, uh, she is uh, uh, she's a managing director at the National Civil Rights Museum. Uh, she's got a lot of titles, but one of them I know is community engagement. And Vita, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So you all decided that it was time to have a national conversation about uh, uh, some of the issues that uh, we have been talking about nonstop uh, since the Tyree Nichols uh, episode. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and why this is so important. Well, I'll tell you, um, first I'll say, you know, the National Civil Rights Museum is actually more than a museum. We consider it to be a public square where we have difficult conversations, right? Mm -hmm. um, the conversations that's, that's needed, um, especially as it relates to um, our community and society as a whole and all of the different injustices that we face, right, in civil and human rights areas. So it was important for us as being the managing director of DEI programs and community engagement, it was important for us to use our platform, right? To have these conversations, these difficult conversations. But we know what we do know is that this is not new. What happened to Tyree Nichols is so sad. Mm. It's not new. We know that this has been going on for quite some time. And in fact, on tomorrow is the 55th anniversary of the death of Larry Payne that was murdered in Memphis, Tennessee during the sanitation strike, uh, a 16-year-old, in fact, by police. So uh, the conversation is ongoing. So what we wanted to do is have the start the conversation because it recently happened to Tyree Nichols and it made national and international news. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. But this is this is a, a national and international problem. It's not just the Memphis problem. And it was something, you know, that Dr. King says, you know, he, he said many, many years ago uh, during the sanitation um, strike, and he said something is happening in Memphis, something is happening in this world. So in Memphis, being in Memphis, Tennessee, being the National Civil Rights Museum, and having this issue of continued police brutality, we thought it was important for us to have a national convening, not just one, but actually have a series and then end it with a national symposium. And the first one is entitled The Reckoning, Com Community Policing and Accountability. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but but yeah, I, and I and I'm really I'm really uh, taken by the title of this. Uh, this is going to happen on on this Thursday, and, Thursday. and you're going to have some very powerful guests to start this off. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so so we're gonna have a panel discussion, and the panel discussion will, of course, it will start with Tyree Nichols' parents, uh, Rovan um, and Rodney Wells. And they have moved from becoming just parents
requires to be an advocate yes. and advocates for criminal and police reform. Mm -hmm. And we thought that their voice was very, very and necessary to have at the table. And then we're gonna have their attorney, Ben Crump. So many of us know the work of Ben Crump and he's been um, here, just he's been fighting for justices for those that that's been um, actually just you know murdered. Let's just say public lynching, uh, police brutality, but then also other cases as well. But he's their attorney, and he will be here as well. And then we will have Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey, and she is a retired LAPD sergeant, and she is also uh, considered an expert in this area. She's an insider that that's able to tell what's happening within the police department and also able to provide some solutions as well as she see it. Mm -hmm. And then we have our U.S. representative, Sheila Jackson Lee, that will be joining us. She is the co-writer and co-sponsor of the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. She has also written a provision to add um, the Tyree Nichols duty to intervene act. Um, and so, and then we have Alex Vitale, and he is actually a coordinator of the policing and social, um, social justice project. He will be a part of the conversation as well. He has a lot of data to share with us. And the conversation will be moderated by our very own Joy Reed, yeah. MSNBC national correspondent, The Readout. Mm -hmm. She is the host of The Readout. This is, uh, I mean, this is this is unique to to our city, and I think uh, because of some of the things you said, the challenges that we face, uh, some of the issues that we see, and and of course, Tyree Nichols, as you said, made national, international news, but but these issues have been going on for, for a very very long time, but it, but it seems as if uh, people are just at a point. And I mean, uh, you know, a certain segment of the population is, is at a point to where it's like, you know, no more. It's like no more. We can't we can't deal with this anymore. And I know uh, that for us, uh, this has a particular uh, meaning because, uh, you know, his murder was here. Tyree Nichols murder was here in Memphis and it was done by law enforcement officers uh, who look like us. So I think that in and of itself is really sort of a challenge, a challenging conversation that we need to have. No. Absolutely a conversation we need to have. That is, um, that's an issue, right? It's an issue period. But when we have these situations and that we are a part of it, then we need to understand why is that? Let's get to the root of the problem. And then what are the solutions for that? And, and some of those things will be talked about really Chip in, in some of these next um, convenings that we have. So the first one is this month, but you have three more, right? And when are they going to be held? Yeah, we have three more and we do not have the actual dates. We have the months in okay. which we will be be having them. But if I could, I would like to just, just take just a little bit of time to let you know uh, what they will be. Absolutely. So the next one, so we're, we're dealing with the reckoning right now. Mm -hmm. And then, so we want to then talk about the resolve eliminating systemic racism and toxic mm. cultural mm. cultures. Mm. And then after that, we're going to talk about the restoration, community healing towards solutions, and then the resilience. Wow. Um, and then at the resilience is going to be that national symposium, symposium where we're going to talk about all of these things together. 
that's a powerful, uh, powerful series. Now, uh, the public can, can uh, the general public can be involved in this event happening on Thursday, uh, either uh, in person or or be able to watch it online. They're able to watch it online. They can watch it YouTube. They can go to the civilrightsmuseum.org and watch it on our website. And they are able to watch it on Facebook as well. It's free and open to the public, all of these. Well, I tell you what, this is an absolutely uh, wonderful series that uh, it, it's a conversation uh, that whether we like it or not, it needs to happen because, uh, you know, we're tired of being in pain. Uh, the week after that, or, or actually next week, uh, we, we commemorate uh, the assassination of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, and that too will be the 55th anniversary. Am I correct in that? It absolutely will be. Yeah, it will be the 55th. Yeah, and and then that and that still uh, continues to be a very solemn day, uh, doesn't it? As we remember uh, that fateful day back back in those times. It really does, and we have um, a lot of people to come out. A lot of people actually just fly in town just to be here on that day yeah. and people come on the grounds and they come on the grounds to pay their respect and they come on the grounds to reflect they come on the grounds to even talk to people and even talk about how what's happening now mm. and what we can do to create change how can they be a part of change so it's that moment of realizing one yes we have moved forward but two we have so much further to go Amen to that. Uh, I, I tell you what, uh, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Uh, Vita Adamu, uh, who is from the National Civil Rights Museum, they're hosting uh, this uh, big uh, national conversation. It is this Thursday night at 7 o'clock Central Time, and, and, and don't miss it. Vita, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, too. Appreciate you. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, I think uh, in the world we're living in today, uh, we need to have conversations. And she used the, the term that, that I really kind of like. It's an uncomfortable conversation uh, because change is needed uh, out here. There's just no doubt about it. And uh, unless we have dialogue one way or another, we'll never get to that point. Uh, so this is a very important conversation, and I hope that uh, you will take time on Thursday evening, as I will, uh, to tune in and check this out. Uh, once again, uh, it's called The Reckoning, Community Policing and Accountability, hosted by our National Civil Rights Museum. Uh, great stuff. We're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to a man uh, who uh, we all know who absolutely has no problem expressing an opinion, whether it is good, whether it is bad, whether it is in between. He is the Otis Sanford. This is the Real Talk Memphis. I am, you get it. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea, then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Will from Crosstown Brewing Company. We support WYXR 91.7 FM. A favorite beer is just like a favorite song. We feel something new every time we encounter them. Cheers to playing the hits and tasting the notes. 
WYXR Stereo Sessions presented by Minfo are back and we're bringing the funk and the bump for this next installment. Featuring the underground rap pioneer, the legend Lady J and her 1994 cult classic cassette, Glock in My Hand. Make sure to mark your calendars to be with us in the Memphis Listening Lab for this free event, April 12th at 6 p.m. And keep on listening to WYXR 91.7 FM for details on how to RSVP. Do you want to place your company in front of Memphis cultural consumers and influencers? How about interacting with them in a meaningful way? WIXR's second annual Stereo Sessions at the Memphis Listening Lab is back. We are looking for sponsors to support WIXR's exploration of unsung albums from the musical history of Memphis. For more information, email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org. At WIXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WIXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at wixr.org. What's up, what's up? This is the legend Lady J, the first independent down south queen. I would like to invite you all to the Memphis Listening Lab on April the 12th at 6 p.m. That's right, that's right. Just pull up and make your plans to be in the building with yours truly as I share all my stories behind the first recorded album, Glock in My Hand, presented by MIFO. WYXR Stereo Sessions. RSVP for the free event at stereosessions.wy. See you there. Nami. Yeah. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this beautiful Monday evening in the city. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us. And of course, uh, it is always my pleasure uh, to have uh, our next guest on. He is uh, a, a professor. He is an author. He is a commentator. And, you know, he, he writes for the newspaper and the whole nine yards. He is the oldest Sanford, and he joins us now. Uh, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon, Chip Washington. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, sir. I'm doing well. And thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come on uh, the show tonight. And uh, there's a lot of issues going on, Otis, and uh, in our city. And it's almost really uh, too much for us to to, to, to grab a hold to, uh, you know, these days with the, the aftermath of the Tyree Nichols situation. Of course, there were some ordinances passed with the city council, uh, about five of them at, at one point. Now there's one uh, outstanding that they're going to vote on, I believe, next week that is going to combine uh, all of the previous uh, ordinances uh, into one collective unit. Uh, many of the demonstrators, activists, and protesters in this town don't like that because they feel it will be a watered-down version of what was initially passed. Do you have any thoughts about any of that? Well, uh, I guess I can I can understand uh, the discontent with that. Um, just the the idea that 
you would have, you know, five ordinances or five things that they wanted to see happen, uh, and it all combined into one. It does give the impression that there is less, there's going to be less oversight. Um, but I mean, I, until, until we know exactly the rationale for yeah. doing so by the city council, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt just because they have been pretty uh, aggressive in trying to push for some change. Well, change is uh, definitely needed. And uh, you have to be impressed. Otis, you've been around here a long time. And you've seen a lot. Uh, in terms of this uh, nickel situation, uh, the activists uh, and the protesters you know, out here and those seeking legitimate change uh, have pushed uh, our political leaders uh, in that direction. But but are you impressed with the way they're doing it? I mean, these these are a lot of these are young folks out here and they are really uh, trying to change the uh, agenda because still a lot of folks are very angry. They're frustrated and they're scared. Oh, I am absolutely impressed uh, and happy mm -hmm. that we have young people in this community who are actively engaged in civic discourse. Yes, sir. Actively engaged in pushing for change, and they're and they're not doing it in a in a in a, a in a violent way. They're not doing it in a in a hateful way. They're doing it uh, the way it should be done. Uh, with strong organization and activism. And I, I just think that, you know, it's time for the next generation to step up, even into the political leadership here. Um, and I, I think we see that happening right now, uh, especially with things like the Tyree Nichols case and the people who are pushing for change. Absolutely that. And I mean, I'm, I'm really impressed with them with myself. And you're right. And we need these uh, young folks to step up and they're doing it uh, in, in a big way. I want to shift gears a bit uh, to talk about okay. uh, our mayor election. Mayoral election is coming uh, our way in the fall. Time is moving quickly. Uh, and we have 12, 13 candidates uh, in this race. At what particular point in time? Do we get serious about this and start weeding folks out uh, and, uh, you know, leaving folks in uh, who actually have a legitimate chance at this? And uh, is this uh, residency debate going to be settled anytime soon, from what you know? Well, let me see if I can unpack all of that, Chip. Um, first of all, um, it, it, the field of candidates won't be weeded out unless the candidates weed themselves out. Oh, my. Um, they need to come to grips with the understanding that they probably don't have any chance to win. Mm. And if you don't have any chance to win, then why are you running? Um, people run for office for all kinds of reasons, just to get some name recognition. Maybe it's good for business, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. There's also some sentiment that some people are paying people to be in the race. That could be the truth as well. Oh, wow. Um, so that, that that's a problem. Um, so, so that's the, but it needs to be weeded out. But you mentioned the residency issue. I, I have no idea when that's going to be resolved. I hope it's resolved fairly quickly um, because the filing, I mean, picking up petitions, I think are a uh, start in May mm -hmm. uh, and the deadline is July. So we still have some time, but people need to know where they stand here. And so I'm really, I'm really hoping that uh, the chancellor um, or chancellors, there were two lawsuits. I think it's likely going to be combined into one. Yeah. Um, I think that whoever the chancellor is, and it might be Joe Day Jenkins, I, I, I believe I'm right about that. 
um, we'll have to make a decision about this because this is a crucial decision, Chip. The most known candidates are affected by this. Yeah. Floyd Bonner, uh, Van Turner, and Dr. Willie Harrington. So mm-hmm. we need to get some resolution to this sooner rather than later. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, and I and I, I echo your your sentiments. I mean, I'm believe, you know, this is one year, five years. I don't think the five year deal is gonna. I just don't think that, that that's going to stand. I, I think you know maybe the one, but to me it it would seem like if you run for office, uh, and uh, you know whether you live just outside the city or or in the city, uh, they should give you some time, even if you're elected, if you don't live in the city, to move in the city. Don't you think? Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm of the mind though that uh, people who want to leave the city should already live in the city. Right now, I'm not saying it has to be five years. I'm not saying it has to be four years. Sure, uh, but uh, I go past the legality of this and talk about the politics of it. And the politics of it is that people believe that uh, a mayor should have lived in the city long enough, however long that is, to know the, the community, to know um, yeah. the situations. And, 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 you know, I'm not saying that Van Turner doesn't know the community. He grew up in, um, he went to school at Whitehaven. I'm not saying that uh, Floyd Bonner doesn't know it, but they, they did not live in the city uh, for a year prior to the uh, running for the election. Right running for the office, and I think to some voters, that matters. Uh, I want to uh, get your take on the latest uh, discourse uh, between uh, the Shelby County Mayor, uh, Lee Harris, and the Shelby County Clerk, Wanda Halbert. Uh, last week, of course, uh, you know, something else has cropped up in reference to uh, the facility that she's in now that is uh, the lease is just about up. And uh, they need to find a new location. Of course, uh, the mayor sent a letter on Wednesday and told her by Friday to close the business. She needed to pick a location. Well, she fired back in a letter. Uh, and, and basically, she's angry right now. And, but it, it seems to me, uh, the way this is shaping up, Otis, and, I, and I'm really anxious to get your take on it, it seems like there's an end of the road coming here. I, 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 am I wrong in that? Well, I, you may not be wrong. I just don't know what, what's at the end of that road, honestly. Yeah. I, I, obviously, the, there is plenty of bad blood here uh, yeah, yeah. between uh, Wanda Halbert and Lee Harris. Um, clearly, when it comes to the public perception, um, Wanda Halbert has lost pretty much all credibility, if for no other reason, because of all of the delays and problems that people had last year. Mm-hmm. So when you ask, is it at the end of the road, um, the only way that it really can be at the end of the road is that the Shelby County Commission issues a vote of no confidence in her remaining in office. And if the uh, the bill that was introduced in the legislature this year does indeed become law, I don't I don't know right offhand if it was passed, that would you know, make it easier for people to be recalled from their offices. Right. If that happens. Um, then uh, Wanda Halbert could be facing uh, an ouster lawsuit or a recall uh, of her office. Have you seen anything like this? Uh, has anything like this happened uh, in, in this city, county? Not, I haven't seen anything locally. Yeah. Uh, n- not, not that didn't involve criminal activity. 
Um, we've we ob we've obviously had candidates right. who were involved in criminal activity and right. they had to be kicked out of office. We've seen that. Yeah. But in terms of just pure um, either misfeasance or uh, inept operations of an office, and then to have this level of animosity between elected officials and the prospect of a no confidence vote and a recall vote, I have not seen that. So finally, I want to ask you about uh, something uh, personal involving you. You you've been look, you've been our voice for a very very long time, and and of course, uh, you know you you deserve some downtime. But but you have made some plans in reference to uh, the University of Memphis. Would you like to share that with our audience? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I have been at the university uh, since 2011, January 2011. Uh, holding a chair of excellence in journalism, teaching, doing seminars, programming, uh, connecting with the community and all of that. Uh, I will be retiring from that role at the end of this semester. Uh, and this semester will be over at the 1st of May. And so this will be my last semester teaching. Uh, it comes bittersweet uh, because I've really enjoyed uh, being at the university. We have a great faculty in the journalism department. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I've impacted the lives of a lot of young people. Oh, yes. Some of them have gone on to do great journalism, both here and abroad. So, yeah, I'll be leaving that, um, but I will continue to um, um, write for the Daily Memphian, but only twice a month. Okay. And I will continue to do commentary for ABC 24 and CW30, but only twice a week. Okay. So I'm, I'm cutting So you're back cutting way back. This time. You're this cutting time. way back. Well, listen, this man. Time. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you, you look, you've had an outstanding and a distinguished career. And uh, you know, you know, we're gonna miss you. Although you'll still be around, and, I'll still be around. And I and I, right. I, I sent you a note. I said when I found out this, when I found this out, I said as long as you, you know, I can I can reach you and you pop up every now and again on Real Time <laughs> Memphis. And and ladies and gentlemen, Otis said to me, he said, well, if you can catch me if I'm not when I'm not on the golf course, you know, I may <laughs> I may stop in for a minute. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Yes, you did say that, <laughs> my, my friend. Listen, I, I, I you know, I, I appreciate you so much, and I, I thank you for taking some time to come on and visit with us tonight. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon uh, in a more relaxed state, in a more relaxed setting as you cut back on your on your professional career. But thank you, my friend. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Chip. But I want to thank you for all that you do as well. Thank you. Uh, to inform people and to communicate with this community because that's what it's all about. Thank you, my friend. Take, take your care. I'll talk to you down the road. Talk to all right. Soon. I'll all talk right. to you later. Yes, sir. Otis Sanford, the Otis Sanford, ladies and gentlemen, joining us tonight uh, with his perspective on a few issues. We're going to take a commercial break. And when we come back, uh, a woman who we all know and many of you love, a broadcast legend, I would say, in this town who doesn't do a lot of interviews, uh, she is going to join me next. This is Real Talk Memphis. We'll take our last break, and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk. 
WYXR's Meeting in the Middle is the perfect place for aspiring musicians and music industry professionals to link up and chat. This year, we're focusing on sense of place, exploring the factors that have led Memphis artists to launch their careers in other cities and all the trends that have been bringing musicians from across the globe to choose Memphis as their creative home. Be with us to join the conversation from 5 to 8 p.m. on April 4th at the University of Memphis's brand new Rudy E. Scheidt School of Music Building. More information at middle.wyxr.org. WYXR is community radio, so why not help us spread our sound through the community? Be a part of our growth by sharing our station and our mobile app with a friend. Visit us at WYXR underscore Memphis on social and tag your closest pals. Let someone you love know about 91.7 FM. It's easy. Our sound is made just for you, so let's make it louder. WYXR doesn't go to sleep at night. We keep the music moving. Memphis music, that is. When our DJs clock out, our automation clocks in with music right from our community. Produced, performed, and written by Memphians or in Memphis. Some are hits and some are rarely heard, but they all tell the story of one of the world's greatest music cities. Visit wyxr.org for playlist and scheduling information. Email submissions at wyxr.org to let us hear your Memphis music. We may just play it. WYXR is community radio. So why not help us spread our sound through the community? Be a part of our growth by sharing our station and our mobile app with a friend. Visit us at WYXR underscore Memphis on social and tag your closest pals. Let someone you love know about 91.7 FM. It's easy. Our sound is made just for you. So let's make it louder. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome to Real Talk Memphis, and welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Very happy to have you with us, Chip here. And uh, my next guest is someone uh, who really literally doesn't need an introduction. We all know her. We have all seen her. She is, I would say, a broadcast legend in this town. She is uh, the lead uh, co-anchor on uh, the news at 5, 6, and 10 on WREG News Channel 3. She is Stephanie Skurlock. Hi, my friend. How are you? Hi, Chip. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, it is very good to see you. I, I was actually watching you before I got in my car and came down here. <laughs> well, thanks evening. for having me on Real Talk. Well, look, I'm happy to have you on Real Talk. Now, you know, you and I go back a good ways. Uh, and uh, when I came to this city uh, in uh, 1995, uh, you were you were a reporter at three at that time, were you not? I was here at three at that time. I came in 1991. So, yeah, you qualify as a broadcast legend in this town. <laughs> and and uh, first of all, uh, am I correct in saying you don't do a lot of TV interviews? Because I don't ever see, I don't remember seeing you do too many of these radio things or these other things. Do You, you don't do many, do you? I do not. I, I don't do a lot. I like to stay on this side of the camera where I'm asking the questions. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you do. It's safer that way. Well, it can be sometimes. You're absolutely right. But listen, you know, you, you know, you have a, 
Uh, News Channel 3 is the number one station uh, in, in, in this city, has been for a very, very long time. And I guess I would ask you first, Stephanie, how has news gathering changed from the, from the early 90s, uh, as you talked about, uh, until today? We, we, we've seen a shift in how things are done, uh, you know, in terms of news gathering. What, what, what strikes you the most about that these days? Well, I would have to say uh, with the advent of the Internet and, and, and the use of it, it has become a quicker gathering experience. You know, what used to take um, days um, and sometimes even weeks to find out background and, 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 um, and research can be done with just a simple, you know, Google search. Yeah. Um, going there and finding information. Um, is it always uh, the best thing? It's it's usually um, it, it's usually the I can't say it's always the best thing to do is to get news out faster, but it is it has its advantages. Mm-hmm. It has its disadvantages too. Is that sometimes you may be uh, you know a Google search may pop up some information you may want to go with it right then, but you really still have to research it and make sure that what you're saying on the internet is accurate and factual. And that's the challenge: is that even though we can get the information faster, we still got to make sure it is correct and factual. You spend a lot of time, and you guys do, uh, in really proofing uh, everything that you do, because mm-hmm. as you said, you don't want to put uh, inaccurate information on the air because that 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 tends to you know, make you lose credibility and a lot of other things. And people tend to trust uh, the folks that we see on TV. You were a longtime reporter in this town, uh, and mm-hmm. and and now you're now you're sitting behind the desk, uh, you know, anchoring a, a newscast. Would you say that your experience uh, in the field uh, helped to prepare you for where you are now? Most definitely, Chip, because. Um because I have been out in the field and I have reported in the various neighborhoods and and and, and cities and towns across the Mid-South, I think it gives me a better grasp of, of when things happen there, uh, who the go-to people are to ask questions of, um, you know, even as simple as how do we get there and what's surrounding there. You know, some some breaking news happened in a certain part of town. If you're familiar with it, then you know the nuances of what else is affected sure. by, sure. Uh, you know, what's happening in that area. So it definitely gives you a heads up um, being familiar with the area and have been a street reporter with the people and, and, and places that you were reporting on from the anchor desk. And there's a trust that goes along with that, too, Stephanie. You know, I was in the field for a long time myself as a reporter, and you and I were many scenes together back in the day. Uh, but but there is a trust that people have, uh, you know, when they talk to you and you ask them questions, maybe sensitive questions about certain issues and things like that. The trust factor that they have in you because of what they've seen in the past really does play a big part in this, does it not? It does. It does. And that's key. We, You know, I'm glad that people trust me um, and I try to live up to that trust by making sure, again, that what we're saying is accurate and researched and not just flying off the cuff, giving my opinion about certain things. Mm -hmm. And I think the public knows they've watched me throughout the years. They've watched me on the side of the interstate in the in the in the snow and ice reporting, you know, so they've watched (laughs) the growth, the growth and progression 
of, of what it took for me to get this position that I have now behind the desk. So I think that also, you know, it, it, they know, oh, she's worked her way through yeah. various schedules and various jobs in this building. And so we can trust and believe what she's saying is accurate and, and correct and true. Yes. And, and that what she's reporting affects me and not just something, you know, some kind of entertainment. Yeah, that's that's a good, that's a very, very good point you just made. If you're just joining us, we are speaking with Stephanie Skurlock. She is uh, the lead anchor on the 5, 6, and 10 p.m. newscast at WREG News Channel 3. And Steph, you know, uh, uh, you've seen a lot of young reporters uh, hired that, that, that come uh, here from uh, other parts of the country and, and have to try to learn. Uh, you know, as a veteran uh, in this business, uh, what type of advice uh, do you give uh, these young journalists uh, to help them uh, maybe be better at their at their jobs? Take advantage of all the things that come from being um, entering this this career field at this moment when things do come faster and quicker. When you do have a chance to start in a bigger market. You know, when I started, you they wanted you to work your way up to a certain point. Yeah. Well, now you have a lot of people who are able to start their careers in Memphis, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. um, so take advantage of that, uh, but also reach back and, and, and get advice from those who have been here um, in, in the market and, and, and who have been in this career field for a while. To me, if you can mesh those two, you know, the sky is the limit for if you're coming into journalism, uh, you know, not using the uh, advantages that you have from being new and knowing all of the all the nuances of how to use um, digital reporting. Mm -hmm. OK, mm -hmm. uh, because for those of us who have been in the business, you know, we had to go back for refresher courses in yeah. that, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But these uh, journalists that are coming out of school now, you know, they, they they've grown up in this era. So they have that to their advantage, but they don't have the experience. Yeah. So if you can draw and on and, and, and the experience of those who are already working and have worked and marry the two, like I said, um, you know, you have a bright career ahead of you. Well, listen, you know, I, I, I really, uh, you know, admire what you guys do today. I, I grew up in this business, you know, and back in when digital wasn't even, we didn't even know how to spell digital back in the, the, <laughs> those days. And then now everything is, is at that level. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, but, but you just all seem to continue to roll on with it, uh, all of you. And again, you know, you have you all at uh, Channel 3 have been the preferred station uh, for many in this town for a very, very long time. And uh, you are a particular fan favorite out here. You're very involved in a lot of civic activities and groups and organizations and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just there's only one if I had to. On this closing note, I have uh, one complaint. Uh, I've known you for a very long time, uh, at least uh, three decades probably, and you you just don't age. I look like <laughs> a wrinkled prune, and you just look as good as you did back, you know, 20 years ago. So I'm I'm a little jealous behind that. So and thank you for that kind comment, Chip. You do not look like a wrinkled prune. <laughs> um, but, um, you know... I feel I a little wrinkly. To, I just try to make sure I... Uh, eat right most of the time yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah. the thighs 
uh, just try to keep myself healthy. You yes, know? ma'am. Yes, uh, ma'am. That's, that's what I'm going after is the healthy. Anything else that comes with it, I'll take that. That's gravy. <laughs> Absolutely. That. Stephanie Skurlock, ladies and gentlemen. Stephanie, thank you so much, sweetheart, for taking time. I know you you know, you know, get a little break now, but you got to get ready for the uh, 10 o'clock newscast. But thank you for taking time to visit with me and my audience. It is so good to see you again. Thanks for having me on, Chip. Uh, Have you, a good evening. You take care. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now. Stephanie Skurlock, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what a, that's a great way to end this broadcast. And this has really been a great broadcast tonight. I am uh, very thrilled uh, with our guest, and I hope you are thrilled as well. Uh, we are uh, about to uh, head out of here as Bryn plays us out. Uh, and as always, uh, I want to thank you all for uh, checking out Real Talk Memphis. Uh, and I hope that uh, we provide the type of show, the type of information uh, that you can utilize and that you need and maybe that you'll talk about afterwards. But we are a podcast, so like, follow, share, and subscribe. All right, let's go. Let's go with that. Let's let's let's, let's get busier with that. That end of it. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate all of you. Thank you so very much uh, for tuning in uh, each and every week. And listen, as I always say, if you like what we do, tell somebody, okay? Let's build this thing even bigger. Uh, but uh, seriously, for Nicole... Uh, for Lola and for Bryn, I'm Chip. We are out. You have a great week. <laughs>